Welcome to 4i Radio. I am Jay Rojas. And before anything else, if you're in the Philippines, especially in the areas hit by the recent typhoons Ulysses and Raleigh, I hope that you are safe and well. If you are able to help wherever you are, in any way you can, please do so. The hashtag RescuePH will point you to the many relief efforts and donation drives that are going on right now. Lastly, as we get to the task of rebuilding and recovering from these natural disasters, I hope that you join us in the call for greater accountability from the Philippine government. Let's make sure that they are doing their jobs, they are doing it right, and that their priorities are in order. We owe it to ourselves because that's what the government is supposed to be. To help and serve our people, especially in these difficult times. Okay. Now in this episode, I'll be featuring Monday Mashup number 26. It's all about mosquitoes, dog heaven, and the dark secrets of the pet cloning industry. Mosquitoes learn to avoid humans, that's what. Mosquitoes, in particular the disease-carrying Aedes aegypti aegypti, have evolved to prefer humans as a source of blood over other animals. They have done so by memorizing our scent sort of like a scent signature. It's a combination of our sweat, body temperature, and the carbon dioxide that we exhale. It tells us apart from other warm-blooded animals like cattle, dog, cats, rats, so on and so forth. However, it has been observed that where humans are hard to find, mosquitoes turn to other animals for, for their blood meal. A group of researchers led by Jeffrey Riffle have studied how mosquitoes learn to recognize human scent and in their study, which appears in the recent edition of Current Biology, they have discovered that mosquitoes also consider another factor in choosing which human to bite. Do they swat or put up a fight or not? And if someone does, they avoid that violent human and move on to others who don't put up such resistance. It turns out that the vibrations created by a swatting hand are associated with a scent signature, which tells the mosquito to stay away. Although this is not a foolproof measure to drive away mosquitoes, it lessens the chances of being bitten. So the next time you see a mosquito land on your skin, or even within reach, try to swat it so that it would know that you won't give up your blood without a fight. It's better though if you wouldn't miss so that the mosquito is crushed, and that solves the problem for you and everyone else around. On a related note, scientists have recently found out how mosquitoes distinguish between blood and nectar. Researchers led by Leslie Vachal at the Rockefeller University in New York City have found that at the tip of a female mosquito's needle-like proboscis are nerve endings that fire up when it comes to contact with blood. This is how female mosquitoes tell if they have landed on the right food source, because blood is what they need in order to lay eggs. On the other hand, male mosquitoes feed on nectar and would leave warm-blooded animals alone. So that's how you could tell, in case you wondered, the difference between a male and a female mosquito. If it tries to bite, it's a female. If it tries, if it just ignores you and instead lands on a flower, it's a male, a male mosquito. So in case you wondered, this is how you tell the difference between a female and a male mosquito. 
if it tries to bite, it's a female. If it ignores you and lands on a flower, it's a male mosquito. Do all dogs go to heaven? Tracking human-animal relationships through the archaeological survey of pet cemeteries. Humans love dogs so much, not only do we treat them like family members, it's now part of contemporary culture to believe that there is dog heaven, or life after death for our canine companions. While the belief was not common at the start of human civilization, as it was at odds with many cultural and religious norms in many societies, the shift started in the 1880s, as observed from an analysis of gravestones in pet cemeteries done by a team of researchers led by Eric Tourney at Newcastle University, UK. Later on, the belief progressed into the idea that our departed pets may also end up in the same heaven as believed in Christianity, as Christian symbols began to appear on gravestones for dogs after the Second World War. Now, doesn't this make you curious if there, are, there is afterlife after, for other pets like cats, fish, birds, the ugly and cruel side of cloning pets? Remember Dolly the sheep? She was the very first mammal cloned from an adult somatic cells. The process where the nucleus of an adult sheep is transferred into an egg cell of another sheep, induced to multiply and then implanted into a surrogate womb to grow until it is born. Out of this scientific breakthrough, a biotech industry of cloning pets was born. There are a lot of biotech companies the world over, from the US to South Korea that offer pet cloning services at a cost that could go as high as $60,000 per pet. This has given pet owners the chance to bring back their dearly departed pets into the world of the living. However, there is a dark and ugly side to the pet cloning industry. I quote from the article by Adam Pepeshu. After a pet dies, there is a window of five days to extract its genetic material. According to Suwam Biotech Research Foundation in Seoul, South Korea, that offers such a pet cloning service. However, the process is far from perfect. Many clones are born with defects and genetic disorders, and since those imperfections aren't what their buyer is spending tens of thousands of dollars on, they end up discarded. That's the price. Neonatal complications for cloned animals abound. Poor placenta and fetal development in the womb lead to high rates of early and late-stage abortions. Once born, those first few weeks remain tenuous. Incidences of large offspring syndrome, which usually triggers a cesarean section, are high as are pneumonia and respiratory distress syndrome in cloned lambs and cows, which indicates poor adrenal gland and lung function. And if that cloned dog does make it through the gauntlet, but it's missing the spot over its eye that, is this, that a diseased pet had, for instance, it still faces a swift death via euthanasia. Just another pile of genetic material to harvest. I don't know about you, but for me, it raises serious ethical issues and it rubs the conscience in an uncomfortable way. Yeah, that's just me. What do you think of cloning pets? Would you have your pet cloned just to have them back? Hope you enjoyed the show. 
All the links to the articles featured are found on the show notes along with ways to subscribe and get in touch if you have questions or any feedback. You can get Monday Mashup as an email by subscribing to rockats.ph slash newsletter. It comes out every Monday. You can also find me on Twitter at jrocas, that's J-H-A-Y-R-O-C-A-S. Thank you for listening. See you all on the next episode.